Hello again, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the How to Life podcast. My name is Dr. Laura Jaggett. I am here to help you out with adulting problems that you may encounter as you go through life. It is so much easier to do this as a team, and I am glad that you're here today to listen to episode 97. Today's topic is about how to get past the fear of change. Things are always changing. They have to so that we can grow and expand. I mean, honestly, you'd be pretty bored if you didn't shake it up once in a while. Change can be exciting, but the unfamiliar is definitely uncomfortable at first. And sometimes that discomfort may be so bad that you kind of get stuck and stay in what is familiar because it's at least familiar. Does that make sense? But there are ways to get past the fear of change. Michelle Ponvert is here today with some advice and strategies that you can use to overcome those blocks. They are simple tips that you can definitely follow so that you can enjoy the journey to your new adventure. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the How to Life podcast. And thank you for taking the time to come on the show and share great information with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to dive in and share what I can. Fear is a constant in life. I've done a few episodes on fear, what it is, how to overcome it. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that you have had to face and overcome. You live in France right now, correct? I do. Yes, it is not my native home. Yes, based on your accent, (laughs) we can tell that. Please, will you just give us a little information about you and tell us what you do? Sure. So I'm Michelle Ponvert, uh, my married name. I'm Australian originally, and I grew up moving a ton, uh, really a ton. Like I was the new student almost every year. And I settled for a while in the States. I did my studies over there in film and theatre. And that is where I met my now husband, who is French. And when his visa was coming up to expire, I decided that we should move to France because who can blame me? I think it's a wonderful place to grow a family and to really connect with some of that history that I'd been missing from growing up in kind of younger countries. So we moved here about six years ago, and I'm now the very proud mom of a three-year-old and feel really at home here. The fact that you had to move every year as a child, (laughs) you know, there are a lot of people that had to experience that, or they might be experiencing that first move for the first time now. Was that Mm -hmm. scary for you? I think it was sort of what I'd known. So I wasn't aware that there was any other way to live so in many ways it was just normal but it was hard to be new all the time and find my footing and find people to be friends with but I think as an adult I see so many positives from that experience too I naturally am quite introverted and having to be the new kid all the time and find people myself out of groups that had already formed and find my place really kind of forced me to learn how to talk to strangers and make friends and connect with people. And I think connection has been such a wonderful tool and really something I'm very grateful to know how to find with people now. Well, all that experience has really given you a a really good foundation and also has given you proof that, oh, I can do this. And a lot of people are afraid to go into new situations Um, for the Mm. obvious reasons. When you're a child, and as you said, it's just something normal in your life, 
that's one thing. It's like languages. Children just pick <laughs> up languages because it's just normal. They don't know any different. They don't have it in their mind that I can't do this. But when you are facing these things as an older person, teenager or a young adult or even older, it can be intimidating. And change is inevitable. We have to change. If we don't change, we never grow and it gets boring. What would you say about the necessity of change for personal growth? Yeah, I think in many ways, if we can feel like we are the agent of the change, it can be a really empowering thing to make changes in your life, to pursue what you want, to take action towards the things that <clears throat> you know you really desire out of this life we get. And there's sort of two ways to look at it. You can be the victim of change or you can be the agent of it. And I've really tried to embody that myself. And, you know, it, I can't be 100% perfect, but I really try and feel like I'm the one making the choice to change and pursuing something I actively want. And I think just having that perspective can make the hard bits less hard. You said something interesting, being the victim of change. I try to encourage everybody to take control of their lives, but there are times where we feel like the victim and we feel sorry for ourselves and that's okay. Mm. But I would like to point out how debilitating that can actually be when you feel that, oh, this happened to me and poor me, I had no control about it. It's really disempowering to take that attitude, do you think? Mm. Oh, 100%. I remember when we moved from Australia to America when I was just uh, in my last year of high school, and I had a lot of people asking me like, oh, you know, are you sad this happened to you and how hard for you? And sure, it was really hard. I had to basically figure out an entirely new school system and get ready for college after just landing in a new country. But essentially taking it as what it was and moving forward with like, okay, this change has happened. This is my new reality. How do I move forward and make new steps and changes from there? I think was really helpful. And again, like being active in any way always feels more empowering than being stagnant. And I think if we can take change in some ways as an action, that's been like the through line of yeah. my experience as someone who's had a decent amount of change thus far in my life. We're going to talk about how you have done that, your your system, your formula. I want to talk a little bit more about feeling scared and unable to move. Have you ever had a situation in your adult life with all of the experience you've had of being able to adapt to change where you kind of were frozen for a while? Yeah, I have. I had kind of a dark year when we first moved to France. It was my idea to move here and I didn't speak French yet. I had tried my hardest. I grew up um, not being great at languages. It's a, a running joke in my family that my dad got me out of taking French class because I'd never need to use it in my life. And then I married a Frenchman and moved to France. And it was really hard. I decided to also change my career at the same time because why not? And so I found myself in a country, I didn't speak the language, I didn't know anyone, and I didn't have a purpose. And I got really down and really almost panicky about all this indecision in my life. And I think it was in some ways like, yeah, sitting with that, that helped. But really, I think as soon as I started to find some small ways, like I found myself a tutor and I found a really mundane job, but it was something that was mine. And it helped me feel like I was making small steps forward that really helped unlock things. And I'm so grateful to have gone through that dark period because I feel like now I've finally found the big upswing from all of that. It's very interesting that 
you found yourself in this situation because mm-hmm. when you look at it now in hindsight, you put yourself in that position. You, oh, yeah. you did it, maybe <laughs> not even realizing how scary it would be for you. But we sometimes do that to ourselves, don't we? Because it gets very comfortable staying mm-hmm. in the same routine and that comfortableness ends up becoming boring. So what is a way to sort of stir things up? It's to throw yourself into something new. And at first you think, oh, you know, this happened to me. But when you take the stance that, okay, I was pretty comfy, but honestly, it was a little boring. This is fun and exciting. I have a new adventure and a new challenge to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think even in the darkest moments, I still knew it was my own doing. but finding the light, finding the something, because that was ultimately the point of the move. The point of this change was to shake things up. And I think by finding that excitement, finding that kind of path forward, got back to the why I'd started this whole uprooting everything in my life. The why is important to know. Let's talk about your formula, your system. How did you do it? Were there ever periods where you cried and said, why did I do this? <laughs> Definitely. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm very in touch with my emotions. So I'm not sad or ashamed to say I, I definitely cried a bunch when it was hard. But I think that has been a really strong through line for me of figuring out really what I want in life. That big picture I have for this life has always been kind of the guidepost that I can pull through. Like I knew from very young age that I really, really wanted to be a mom. And I didn't know what that looked like or who it was going to be with where in the world that was going to be or what my kid was going to look like. But I knew that was something I really, really wanted to have as an experience in my life. And yeah, keeping in touch with your gut, checking in with your inner self that isn't the day-to-day thoughts that we have and really trying to look at yourself as a vision of your life has been really helpful because those little actions we take day-to-day add up to something and why not add up to something you actually want that you're actually pursuing. Taking note of what it is about you is helpful, but also looking at the few bright spots that you have in the midst Mm. of chaos to sort of act as an anchor, like your husband, your relationship. Mm. You pick this person and it doesn't matter where in the world you are as long as you're together. A hundred percent. That's so true. And I think it is important to yeah, take stock of like the good things we have yeah. too. And but I think it's important to take stock of what you really don't like too, so that you can choose not to keep having those things in your well, life or pushing up against you. That's true. Every experience we have, we pick and choose. And when we go on to the next experience, hopefully with a little <laughs> bit of attention to detail, we we just take the stuff that we like with us into that next situation. By the way, if you bring some baggage along from the last one, you want to be aware of these things. It's like, wow, there is a pattern developing here that maybe I should pay more attention to and end that. It's about being self-aware. A hundred percent. I agree. Ironic thing my husband and I talk about a lot is my biggest sort of insecurity is I like stability. As someone who has made all this change for myself, I really crave stability. So it's finding that kind of way to feed both of those monsters in myself, I think, like keep it exciting and change, but also have that stability. If you think about it, the stability comes from you. You have Mm -hmm. to create your own foundation and be able to have something solid to stand on no matter where you are in this world, no matter what step you take, because you could feel uncomfortable or full of 
discord and just completely upset about things. And you're like, well, I'm just going to leave this job or I'm going to leave this relationship or I'm going to move to this new place. And you just leave it. What happens is if you haven't kind of cleaned up your personal vibration, you take that with you to the next Mm -hmm. thing. And then it shows up again. It keeps repeating (laughs) itself. And that's the pattern I was talking about. Yes. Take personal stock. Be aware of what you're doing. And I think you have learned to do that, luckily as a child, because you had to do it so many times, but you can definitely cultivate this as an adult as well. What are some things that you would advise for people who are in a new situation or facing something that they're afraid of that they can incorporate to help give them that foundation and that stability that they're so seeking, which only comes from them? Yeah. My best advice is probably something from my mum, which is to always stay true to who you are and know who you are first. Yes, making new friends, yes, finding a footing does involve kind of getting to know other people. But ultimately, if we don't know who we are and what we want, we won't be able to figure out who we want to be around and who we want to make those friends out of and what kinds of jobs and what kinds of paths we want. So I think really that sense of taking stock of who we are and being comfortable and sitting in that sense of like this is who I am and who I want to be and then not to be scared of taking action even if it feels wrong or too small or kind of sideways I think just momentum can be hugely powerful and the few times that I felt really stuck just taking some kind of action even if it was the wrong job even if it was moving to the wrong place it felt like I was moving forward and that feeling of progress helped open me up to make more progress. So taking steps are important, but sometimes you don't want to just jump in. Even a baby step is good enough. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I think there's so much power in just moving slightly forward. Even though it feels like it's small, it's still momentum. It's still helping you take progress. And I think those baby steps can add up to a whole lot. So even just taking that first step is something really powerful that you can do without having to step and take big leaps. Those still help. And the way to find a baby step is just kind of write out whatever the task is at hand and break it into steps. And Mm -hmm. if those steps are too big, break them down into sub steps. You'll find something that you can do that's very small, which may seem insignificant, but really it's helping you accomplish that goal that you want to complete. Yeah, I love a good to-do list. And I think sometimes it's really helpful to kind of brain dump everything out and then organize your thoughts because when it's all swirling in our heads, especially when we're feeling stressed, it can be hard to be logical about what we're doing. And I think there's something really cathartic about just putting it all on paper and then having that logical mind come in to actually order what you're trying to do and figure out what the next step is. Absolutely. That term, you're in your head about it, is so true (laughs) because it kind of goes on this loop, this repeat loop, and you don't realize it until you write it all down. I've had situations where I felt overwhelmed with things that I had to do. And when I listed them all out, and it was a finite amount of things on a piece of paper, and I remember the first time I did that, I said, that's it? Okay, why did it feel like it was this never-ending list of things that needed to be completed I totally agree with you about writing it out. What are some other things that people can do to help make the transition of the change a bit easier to manage? Yeah, being kind to ourselves is always really important. You know, we're all human and fallible people. You know, we 
we have wants and needs and fears. And I think just being kind to yourself, the way I like to think of it now as a mum, is like parenting ourselves a bit and trying to think of ourselves in somewhat that same light that our parents would to really take care and make space for yourself to be a human first. It's so true. We're so hard on ourselves. And if you stop and listen to the things that you're saying to yourself and then say, would I ever say that to anybody else? You got to be kind to yourself. You're your biggest fan. No one's cheering you on more than you do. So say that the nicest things to yourself that you can. Yeah, I think also in that same vein of like being kind to ourselves is not to force yourself into things that feel wrong or really uncomfortable, but not in the uncomfortable, like stretching ourselves way, but in the, I'm in the wrong place. This is the wrong thing for me. I think, again, we're kind of the first line of defense for our own experiences. So being kind of conscious of not forcing ourselves into things that don't feel right is key. The other thing I like to kind of share is thus far, we've all had 100% success rate. We have all survived this far. We have done all these amazing things that we've done with our lives. Chances are you'll succeed at the next thing too. We Huge don't chances. know maybe <laughs> what it will be, but we're pretty sure we're going to win at it because we'll keep going and whatever that looks like at the end will be the success. And then I'd add one more thing that I have found very helpful is find a circle, a very nurturing and inspiring circle to help give you the support to help encourage you along and someone who kind of is in the same boat as you, they understand where you're coming from and you can Mm. bounce ideas off of them. Do you have a circle yourself? I do. I've got sort of many different circles for the different parts of my life. And I think that someone very clever, and I don't remember who said, we're sort of the sum of the five people we're closest to. Yes. And I think that's so true. And I think if we want to achieve something, if we want to chase a big goal, like I'm a business owner and I'm trying to build this thing. I'm trying to surround myself with people who have what I want, who can help uplift me to where I want to go. And I think that applies in life too, of being around those people who are going to get you where you want to go, who are going to hold you to be the kind of person you want to be. That's really key too. What is this business that you're doing right now? Yeah. So I'm a website designer and I work specifically with other moms who are building out their service-based businesses. And I feel really passionate and really kind of proud to be able to work with these women who are building out businesses, not only to support their families, but to also nurture themselves in their life and in their business and in their experience of this world. So it brings me so much joy to work with women, particularly at that stage. Did you know you were going to do this when you moved to France or is this something that came up afterward? No idea. So I moved to France with the idea that I didn't want to work in film anymore and nothing else. And I took a job and then another job and I found my way to working on some small businesses, sort of marketing teams, inched my way towards their websites because I do have a very strong design background and that was an easy place for me to fit in. And then when my son was born, I was actually let go from my current position while I was on maternity leave, which was really hard. And I felt this sense of like a deciding moment. Do I keep trying to find more and more jobs that aren't going to look out for me? Or am I going to go make something for myself and make something that's going to fit around this life I want with my son? And having worked on all these businesses and their websites, I was like, well, that seems like a a great fit. And it's been a really, really fun experience, adventure, challenge. It's been a really, really fun ride. And I'm definitely in this season for a little bit longer, for sure. 
Is this your first business that you've ever created? It is. And I never thought I was going to be a freelancer. So it is quite interesting. So it's possible you can do something new. An old dog can learn new tricks. And there's no reason to be afraid, guys. You just move through Mm -hmm. it at your own pace. And by the way, the more tiny little baby steps you take, they become bigger and bigger. And pretty soon, as you mentioned, that momentum has built up and you're on your way. Exactly. I would never have known when we moved to France and I worked in a tourism company that that was leading for me to start my own business and to be my own boss. That was nowhere near the picture, but I'm so pleased I took those baby steps because it's led to all of this. When you look back at the journey, you see, wow, maybe it wasn't so random. Maybe Mm. there is a pattern emerging and that is really fun. And it's so fun to take control of your destiny and your future and create it the way you want. Yeah, I feel very fortunate to be able to have found that clarity. That's been huge. And I felt quite lost for a while. And I don't discount how wonderful it is to have found that. Michelle, thank you very much for coming on today. Can you tell us how we can find you? Tell us about your business, where it is, and all of your contact links. I'm at michellecontvert.com. And I'm on Instagram. I share a lot around kind of tips for designing a website, making a website work harder for your business, very mom focused as well. And I would love to connect with anyone who is looking for help and support around their websites. That's something I'm really passionate about empowering people to use their websites and actually understand how they work. This is very helpful. And actually speaking with you, everybody can get a feel of your kindness, your warmth and your openness and generosity. (laughs) Don't be afraid to contact Michelle. Thank you so much for all of your advice and your story. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by hitting the five-star review button on your podcast player. I would love to hear your comments about this as well. You can contact me at howtolife.com and follow me on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook at Laura Jagged underscore how to life. You can access this episode again, share it, and learn more about Michelle Ponvert at howtolife.com slash 097. Here's some more help for you to understand and overcome fear. I say this all the time, but I've done other episodes that you might find useful. Episode 17 is called Breaking Out, How to Overcome Fear. I recommend you start there. You will also enjoy episode 80, Learn How to Do Big Things That Scare You. Wendy Pitts-Reeves has a seven-step formula that you can follow to break through those walls of fear. I have also done other entire podcasts on some of the tips Michelle mentioned today. There are a few of them, so I will list them quickly here. How to Get Unstuck in Life is episode 88. How to Cultivate a Vibrant Inner Circle episode 78, and learn how to settle into a new environment in episode 94. Again, all of this can be found at howtolife.com slash 097. I thank you for staying with me until the end. We are complete for now. I look forward to meeting with you next week. I'm wishing you a great rest of the week and reminding you that there is nothing to fear. You have a 100% success rate so far of overcoming obstacles and scary things. Be brave and know that you got this.